This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. On this week's episode, we're going to be changing things up a little bit. No guest spot, no stat chat, just me talking for 20 minutes about annual rate charts that I put together for each team. This is going to be an explanation and an exploration of what do these things mean, how are the ratings calculated, and what insights do they provide us. All coming up on this episode of Ice Analytics. Welcome to episode number 21 of Ice Analytics. I am your host, Matthew Arp. This week is going to be a little different as I already previewed. I'm going to be talking about these annual rate charts that I put together for each team that grades every player on a 0 to a 100 scale. You might be saying to yourself, do I really want to torture myself for the next 20 minutes or do I want to go binge some Netflix and eat Hot Pockets? Give me 30 seconds to drop this pitch before you decide. All right, what if I told you that these charts and graphs were easy to understand They don't require some graduate degree in statistics. It's very easy to compare even strength offense, even strength defense, and special teams production and contributions of a player. They're super easy to understand. One single number. There's no Z-score, no T-test, no R-squared, no fancy air term, blah, blah, blah. They're simple. It's a single number. For each one of these different categories, you can easily compare players going back 2007 to the current season. And lastly, I didn't make up these numbers. The source data is from Evolving Hockey, probably the most trusted source for advanced NHL analytics using their goals above replacement model. I deep dived this a few episodes ago. The stats are developed by them. The visualizations and the actual ratings that you see on the visualizations are developed by me and presented in a way that is very different and novel from a lot of the hockey analytics and hockey visualizations that you see nowadays. And that's why I wanted to dedicate this episode to talking about them. If you're not sold, enjoy them Hot Pockets. I'll see you next week. I'm going to be talking to Isha from The Soda Pod and co-creator of the Hockey Podcast Network about coaching. For those of you that are interested, I got to drop a word from the network sponsors before we get into this. And that is, if you're in the market for a hockey jersey, coolhockey.com is your place to go. Every cool hockey jersey purchased throughout the month of May gets you entered into a contest, $175 gift card at Cool Hockey. Go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. Pick yourself up a jersey, a sweater, whatever you refer to it as. Make sure you use the promo code at checkout, THPN, to get 30% off your your jersey or sweater. There's more info at the Hockey Podcast Network, Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. I believe it's the pinned tweet at the very top. Tells you all that you need to do, but that's pretty much the gist of it. And on that note, strap in, folks. All right, so check it out. On this week's Number Crunch, I'm going to be asking the following questions. What are annual rate charts? What are the strengths and weaknesses of annual rate charts? And how are these numbers calculated? First things first, what are they? Annual rate charts, ARCs, are a way to measure the production and expected production of a player relative to the amount of time they're on the ice. Production is quantified 
using the goals above replacement and expected goals above replacement, GAR and XGAR models from Evolving Hockey. If you want to learn more about this, go check out episode 14 of this podcast. I deep dive goals above replacement and why it's such a good metric. In short, GAR is a single number that captures the contribution of that player in different game situations. GAR is subdivided into several categories, including even strength, offense and defense, power play, penalty kill, takeaways, giveaways. The number for each player represents the total number of goals, more if it's positive or less if it's negative, that a player contributes relative to a replacement level position. So in short, whatever that number is, whether it's negative five or you know positive 12, just two random examples, that's the number of more or less goals that a player contributes compared to replacement level. So basically, if you're below zero, you're below replacement value. Expected GAR or XGAR is similar to GAR. It's a single number that's assigned to each player, which is calculated based on the on-ice performance of a player, which includes things like rates, quality, shooting, and goaltending. So the big difference is, is that GAR is the actual number of goals above replacement level a player contributes, whereas expected GAR takes into account a whole host of factors of on-ice data that essentially predicts the number or estimates the number of expected number of goals that player should have. So GAR's actual XGAR is expected or predicted number based on their on-ice actions. When I tested the relationship between these values a few weeks ago, I found that XGAR captures about 86% of the variation of GAR dating back to 2007 to present, which is quite substantial for a model that includes human subjects and a lot of different variables like luck and injuries and things of that nature that may not be captured. So that's GAR. And GAR is important because that's the basis of these annual rate charts that I developed. Annual rate charts can be differentiated from many other publicly available visualizations that use GAR and XGAR data. And what separates it is that it is relative to the amount of time a player is on the ice. I cannot overstate this. This is why it's called annual rate charts instead of annual aggregate charts or GAR for that matter, which is an aggregate number. These rate charts can be differentiated from many other popular visualizations that display GAR-related data in aggregate form, and there's strengths and weaknesses to both rate and aggregate data, but both are useful in its own way, which moves us to the second point, which is what are the strengths and weaknesses of this? Well, aggregate data displays the total contributions of a player. It's a, it's a sum total of what you do when you're on the ice. And most of the metrics you see are expressed in aggregate form. Even things like goals, assists, points, hits, et cetera, et cetera. Like the normal statistics, the vanilla statistics that you see, it's not points per game or assists per game or hits per game. You see these things typically displayed in aggregate form. So, you know, we're kind of uh, trained to see these things displayed as an aggregate. Even goals above replacement is expressed as a seasonal aggregate, the number of goals above replacement you contribute over the course of the season. But there's another way of looking at stats, and we do this for a lot of other hockey analytics and things in life in general, which is by normalizing these things and looking at 
per 60. In this case, per 60 minutes of ice time. If everyone played the same amount of time, what would these values be? Or how would they look differently? By normalizing the measurement according to ice time, it gives you another perspective into production because this is useful in evaluating and comparing the total impact that a player has relative to their total impact of their peers. However, aggregate data is limited in its effectiveness in communicating player value relative to ice time. And this is one of the weaknesses of aggregate data in general as player value looks inflated with more minutes or it can be artificially inflated by having more ice time. And this weakness is actually the primary strength of using rate data. Rather than looking at a total aggregate contribution of a player, data is normalized by looking at a per minute or per 60 contribution. Now to be fair, the primary weakness of using rate data is the opposite of using aggregate data. Players with smaller sample sizes may have inflated rates compared to players that have a larger sample. But this weakness can be partially mitigated by removing players that are below a minimum threshold. But to be fair, it still favors players that have more limited roles. And this is something I address in the treatment of my data by categorizing players by role so you can compare top six forwards to top six forwards or bottom six forwards to, to other bottom six forwards. And that way you're not comparing a fourth liner that played a minimum of 200 minutes to a player who played, you know, over a thousand minutes and said, oh, this guy was better in his limited role. Well, of course he was better in his limited role. So I think it's important to look at the player, their role, the amount of time they played, and their contribution. And that's what these rate charts break down. So for instance, the GAR per 60 leader this year as of the pause, as of April 30th, the GAR leader per 60 among forwards was Kaylor Yamamoto at 1.1 goals above replacement per 60. His aggregate GAR was only 8 compared to McDavid and Dreisaitl's that are nearly double that. So at face value, it looks like Yamamoto only contributes half as many goals above replacement compared to McDavid and Dreisaitl. And that's true over the course of the entire season. But what aggregate data doesn't take into account is the fact that Yamamoto only played 430 minutes at even strength compared to 1,224 and 1,105 minutes of Dreisaitl and McDavid, respectively. So am I suggesting Yamamoto is better than Dreisaitl and McDavid? Absolutely not. But what I am suggesting is that rates do a better job than aggregate data at illustrating the relative value of a player, especially those in limited roles. And it accentuates the fact that when Yamamoto played, he played at a better rate than anyone else in the league. So moving on to the next question, how is this number calculated? And this may get a little bit convoluted and complicated, and I apologize in advance. I'm going to be throwing a couple formulas at you right now. So if you want to just like stop listening, I, I wouldn't blame you. But uh, if you want to hang out and, and hear where I'm coming up with these numbers, please do. So ARC charts use the XGAR and GAR data that is provided by Evolving Hockey. As I mentioned before, this data is just, it's a number. It includes several categories. There's a number for just overall GAR. There's a number for even strength defense, even strength offense, uh, shorthanded GAR, power play GAR, takeaway GAR, and faceoff GAR. And for the interest of this project, I'm only looking at even strength defense, even strength offense, PK, power play, and overall. And these values are available from the 2007 to the 2020 season, a grand total of over 11,000 players. And the first thing to do was generate 
a per 60 minute rate for each player, which was calculated by dividing the value by its respective time on ice. So for instance, even strength offense, there was a number for that. Divide that by the amount of time that you played even strength. And this was done for all five categories, as well as the five XGAR categories to generate 10 different rates per player per 60. And I could have just stopped there with the rate charts and just been like, here you go, here's, here's everybody. Here's their rates per minute. Here's their rates per 60. But I wanted to display something that was more intuitive, that was relative to the position and relative to the season. So every year and every position, these values are gonna scale a little differently. And the way to display this in an intuitive fashion was to scale the values on a very simple zero to 100 scale, something that I think everyone would be able to understand very simply and, and intuitively by looking at the number, you know they're rated between zero and 100. So how I did this was by calculating the percent of the relative range for each year and each position. And that was done by taking the player's value per 60 that I previously calculated, which was then added to the absolute value of the lowest value of that year for that position and dividing it by the total range times 100. So for instance, Dmitry Orlov had an even strength offense rate of 0.035 per 60 minutes. And the lowest value that year was negative 1.12, while the highest was 1.194. So if we plug those values into the Excel formula and you add his value plus 1.12 divided by 1.19 plus 1.12, the range, and you multiply that by 100, you get an even strength offense rating of 50.05. So that's, the, that's his value. It's 50. And what this value is, is the percent relative based on that year and that position. It returns a value ranging from 0 to 100, with 100 being the highest rate and 0 being the lowest rate for that year and position. And I chose to use this method over percentiles or rankings because they can be a little bit misleading in their conclusions. Bear with me here. You know, there's no right way of looking at stats and there's nothing wrong with looking at averages, percentiles, and, and things of that nature, but there's a lot of wrong ways to interpret statistics. And if you only look at aggregate stats, it typically showcases players that had the most size time and were most productive with it. And if you only look at rates, it favors players that were spectacular in a small sample size. So up front, I'm not advocating that rates are superior to aggregate measures, but it presents a different side of the story that you would not get by just looking at aggregate stats. And there's a million people doing aggregate stats. I'm not trying to do something that's been done a million times before by a million different people. This is something a little different. And that's what makes this novel and different and a little bit more holistic when you look at the aggregate stuff and the rate stuff. I'm just trying to present the other side of the story. And this is where I have a little bit of a problem with things that rely on percentiles or don't even get me started on rank ordering. A lot of people love to throw out rank order and say, this player was number one, this player is number two. I'm personally guilty of it. I know on plenty of occasions, I've been like, here's the top five, here's the bottom five. Here's the problem with that though, especially when you start talking about player valuation. It doesn't take into account the distance between those ranks. And there's a perfect example of that this year. Connor Hellebuck, goaltender in Winnipeg, is having such a ridiculous season that he is first in goals saved above expectation. And Rask is second 
but the gap between one and two is the same as two and 10. So if you hear someone say, this guy is top three and goal saved above expected, that sounds really impressive. But what does that really mean? Nothing, unless you have the proper context. And that's why I want to put together some dashboards using the evolving hockey data to showcase goals above replacement per 60 or annual rates charts. So once I was armed with these percentage relative value ranges uh, for each player in their five GAR and five expected GAR categories, I threw that stuff in Tableau and produced the dashboards you can find on the website or on the Tableau link. I adjusted these values to range from 1 to 99 to be as more aesthetically pleasing, uh, something like EA Sports NHL ratings or you know something we would more commonly see when it comes to grading scales. I broke it down by role, including top six, middle six, bottom six for the forwards, top four, bottom four for the defensemen, and provided time on ice for every player and their overtime charts since they joined the team. You can find all this stuff on the dashboards dating back to 2007 to present day. So while it's still very much a work in progress, and I'm sure I'm going to add more features to it over time, I'm very happy with the outcome. I hope that you also find these charts useful in identifying players with upside or players with limited ice time that should be recognized for their contributions and that would otherwise be unrecognized by traditional aggregate statistics. I also hope that you're equally as satisfied by the grading scale using a relative scale based on a zero to 100 range as opposed to alternative methods that you know give you a number, whether it be a rank or a percentile or something like that. But go check these things out for yourself. You can find the full public tableau at public.tableau.com slash profile slash stats enforcer under annual rate charts. You can also find that link on my website, statsenforcer.com or the Twitter at Ice Analytics or even my personal Twitter at stats underscore enforcer. So go check it out. Go play with it. Have fun. Hit me up with some feedback on the Twitter at Ice Analytics. And let me know, let me know what you think. And also, if you want to create your own charts and graphs using this data, I would highly recommend subscribing to become a Patreon over at Evolving Hockey. They do a lot of good work for free. So anything you can do to help them out and go get their guard data and put your own visualizations together if you feel so inclined. And I don't know about y'all, but I need to get myself a drink because my head hurts and that's saying something. So be sure to tune in next week where... I deep dive the coaching turnover this season. Did you know it, this was the worst year in coaching turnover in NHL history? Yeah, I'm going to get into that a little bit. I'm going to be joined by Isha from the Soda Pod, who insider for the Minnesota Wild, and I'm very interested to get his thoughts on the Bruce Boudreaux firing, someone who is near and dear to my heart that was let go by the Minnesota Wild this past season. Thanks for bearing with me this episode. Be sure to tune in next week. And remember, folks, drink and think responsibly. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Ice Analytics, your source for NHL stats and analysis hosted by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. You can find me on Twitter at Ice Analytics, and you can find the show notes at www.statsenforcer.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to our feed and leave us a review.